Welcome to the Jeffrey Podcast. This is a podcast with me, John, and Gordon. Hello. And we talk through the careers of bands and rank their albums, basically. Pretty simple. We're on Twitter and Facebook with at Jeffrey Podcast. And you've done a Instagram, haven't you? Yes, just set that up. What's that? Is that Jeffrey Podcast it, as well? Because I don't do Instagram, so this is a, a dark and murky world for me. Yeah, they don't have the the app bit. So it's just Jeffrey Podcast on Instagram. Okay, so you can follow us on those things, so please do that. And we decided this time for episode number three, we were going to talk about what is one of my top favourite bands, and that's Radiohead. So do you want to say how did we first stumble across the the, the great Oxford Quintet? Okay, the the first time I saw them, I can't remember whether you were there, I can't remember who was there, but was in the Duchess of York. I was there, we see... I was standing next well, to you. Were you? Okay. While you were slagging them off, yeah. Yeah, so it's in, in the Duchess of York. We went to see the Sultans of Ping, FC, and Radiohead with a support band. And it must, I think it was a bit before Creep came out, wasn't it? Yeah, it was before Creep. And um, I didn't really like them. Apart from Creep, I have to say, I didn't really like them. So I didn't really have a lot to do with them um, at, at the time, really after that, because I wasn't that interested to keep keep going with them. Yeah, we should say Dutch of York, by the way, is a really, was, I should say, past tense, was a pretty small and not particularly nice pub in the centre of Leeds, but it had amazing gigs on. It's it's now closed and doesn't exist anymore, and there are much better venues than that. But we did see some quite big name bands there, but we didn't know Radiohead at the time. We'd never heard of them, and they weren't that good, I have to agree. I was, we were standing, I don't know, two yards from Tom York and Johnny Greenwood and everybody, and... I remember thinking, my God, that guy can sing. I have, he was an absolutely brilliant singer. And Johnny Greenwood was a pretty amazing guitarist. That you could see. But it was pretty uh, loose. It was kind of all over the place. It all kind of sounded very similar. It wasn't particularly impressive. Other than seeing, my God, he's a brilliant singer. He's a brilliant guitarist. Yeah, okay. But what's coming at me is this kind of quite shambolic, quite loose, sort of rocky stuff. It all kind of sounds pretty similar. It certainly didn't capture me at that point. Yeah, although I have to say, they did seem to go down fairly well at the, at the Duchess of York. I think it was mainly me and a couple of others who were grumbling more. I, I mean, having now done the research on them, and obviously got to know them a lot since then, I mean, that was what, 1993, 94, sometime around then? Around then, yeah. So since then, obviously, I've realised they were more well-known then than I realised. We hadn't heard of them, but they... They were they were sort of popping up in the music press. They did have some profile. They weren't complete unknowns. So it's quite likely a few of people there had gone to actually see them or um, to see what the fuss was about. Because the I think the British music press was still quite sniffy about them because they were fairly posh. They were from Oxford. They weren't from London. They weren't Suede, who were the darling of the music press at the time. So I don't think they were sort of being talked about that much. But still, they had some profile. I think they were also a bit less interesting to start off with because there's sort of middle class nice boys and so I, I don't suppose that the press had something to get hold of really except for Tom York being miserable which of course he actually isn't but that was his profile at the time yeah no I think that I think that's fair and also he, he isn't but he is quite an awkward sod isn't he I mean the rest of them I think are all quite polite and nice boys that have uh, been brought up properly whereas Tom York is a bit of an awkward bugger Yes, he certainly, um, having read a few interviews of that area, he's uh, sort of obviously does come across as quite awkward in those interviews. Yeah. 
But I mean, he's a strong personality, and obviously, he's such an important part of the band. He's the singer, the lyricist, the main songwriter, the front man, the person who sort of pretty much seems to call the shots, or at least he did. But we'll get on to that anyway. So they they start off. They're called with a crappy name on a Friday, which fortunately they changed to Radiohead from the Talking Heads song. So should we just crack on with the back of the albums? Yeah, and start. Yeah, with, let's do that. Start with Pablo Honey, which was their odd debut. What do you think to Pablo Honey? Not a great deal. I think you summed it up with about their performance of just being sort of a little bit underwhelming and okay. There's nothing sort of particularly awful on there, but um, if you take Creep out of it, obviously Creep is a very good song. But if you remove Creep off the album, it, it is sort of quite a sort of average rip poppy guitar band album. And certainly at that time, there were a lot of a lot of sort of indie bands who were around who were very, very good. And this wasn't up to that standard. It's quite weird, isn't it? Because they were a very good band even then. I mean, they're not particularly amazing musicians at this point or anything. It's not that, but they do have something quite special and quite unique about them. But it just doesn't come through on this album at all. I think it's just a very run-of-the-mill 90s indie rock album with a couple of good high points. As you said, Creep. I think Anyone Can Play Guitar is, is a pretty decent song. Um, my favourite two songs are probably the last two, Lurgy and Blowout, where you can see things that are actually bringing us towards the bends kind of level, those last two songs. But I think it, it is, it's just a very average, very normal, very okay-ish indie rock album, which is odd because even then they were better than that. It kind of just captures the worst of them almost. Well, perhaps I'm overstating it there. It's not that bad. It's just, I think, comparing to where they get to next and to how high they do fly... It just feels a bit strange. It's actually not that bad. I'm exaggerating. So, do you, should we pick our tracks off here? Uh, is Creep one of the tracks? Are we are we saying that? I, I think it has to be. Yeah, it feels a bit silly to ignore it. To be honest, it's not my favourite track, but mm. I think that's partly just through to bored of it, overhearing it. But it is a great single. It's a you know that crash of the guitar is what makes it. Obviously, Johnny Greenwood's um, guitar crash. I think without that, it would be kind of very run of the mill. He's still quite, I think he's got some of that sort of melodic gentleness that there is elsewhere in a lot of Radiohead going forward. It, it is, I think, the best track on here by far. So even though it's a really obvious choice, it's an obvious choice for a reason. Yeah, I mean, the quiet, loud, quiet, loud thing, that's very Pixies, which I think, I suppose, Nirvana, I think, so you can clearly hear the influence there. So that, again, that's why I kind of, I'm slightly less drawn to it for that reason. And that's why I would argue that probably the best two tracks are the last two tracks. So my for the second track on the album, I would argue for Blowout or Lurgy. Okay. Um, I'm not that into the rest of the album particularly. I think the my f- probably next favourite track is Vegetable. Then maybe anyone can play guitar. But I'm happy for you to, to pick a track. Do you have one that stands out out of those two? Um, prob- I suppose um, maybe the last one, Blowout. I do quite like Vegetable. I also quite like Stop Whispering, which was the follow-up single to Creep. Um, I do quite like Anyone Can Play Guitar. I don't particularly like much else on it. How Do You is probably the worst track, which really feels like they haven't found their voice at all. It just doesn't belong on there. But I would vote for Blowout, yes, I think. Yeah, yeah. How Do You, I've, I've got that highlighted as the low light of the album. It definitely is, isn't it? There's just something about it. It just, It just, I don't know. It's just Tom York just isn't he hasn't found his voice. It's the best way I can think of saying it. So we're going for blowout then, are we? 
Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm happy with that. Okay. So that's Pablo Honey, this kind of underwhelming debut album. The the lineup, of course, doesn't change at any point. Radiohead are just Radiohead, they're just school kids that got together and uh, never changes. So they go on to make The Bends, and bloody hell, we didn't see that coming, did we? <laughs> Having seen them in the, the pub, I was thinking, Meh. and then hearing Pablo Honey, and the bloody Bends. I mean, what did you think of The Bends? Well, I remember talking to you about Radiohead and me being completely dismissive and not remotely interested in them. <laughs> and and you did say, no, you, you you need to listen to The Bends. Just listen to The Bends. It is really, really good, honestly. And I did eventually. And yes, it is a bit of a turnaround. And it is brilliant. It is. It's just, I, I think it's every single song on this I love. Every single song is in exactly the right place on the album. Everything flows brilliantly into the next song. Uh, I, I just think it's an absolutely fantastic album. And just, it was so far ahead of everybody else at the time. It just almost incomparable to anything else that was going on. Yeah, I, I agree. And we did end up, go, we went to see them live again at an, another venue that technically doesn't exist. The Town and Country Club in Leeds. Yeah, I remember it well. I remember it well. And that was amazing. Although it, it, it's the O2 Academy now, so it is actually still there. Sort of, ex- yeah. The building exists yeah. as a, vin- a venue. It's just got a different name. Whereas, the, you know, the Duchess of York is now a Hugo Boss shop. Yeah, if one day if I'm a millionaire, I'm thinking about buying that and turning it back into the Duchess of York. But that's on the back burner for the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, well, they... good luck with that. Thank but you. let's move on. Thank you. Well, I think also we should say that the Broodnell Social Club has more than filled the gap. That's a much better venue. We've had two venues it has now. It's more than filled the gap left by the Duchess of York. But Yes, it has definitely. It's developed now and it, it has... Well, obviously it doesn't at the moment, but it does have usually have two bands on every night. And it has the added benefit of being a lot nearer my house, so I can just walk. So that anyway, back to the bends, <laughs> rather than what's convenient for you. So, well, it's it's an important factor to me. So yeah, I I just think this album was just, it just totally made Radiohead. And you just thought, oh my God, these guys are just on a different level than everybody else. This is just brilliant. And every song, especially Side 2, and I listened to it again for this, uh, preparing for this, and... I was expecting it to feel dated, and it does. It is dated. It's sort of it is of its time, so that's inescapable. But side two, really, I found myself moved quite a lot. Quite a few goose pimples. Quite a few sort of hair standing on end moments in songs like Sulk and Black Star and Bulletproof. Tom York really does find his voice on this. I mean, oh my god, he's such a good singer. It's so emotional. His voice is like a different instrument. There's just something so engaging about the way he he sings on this album i just think it's outstanding i'm uh, you can probably guess i'm going to suggest we put it above pablo honey i I, i'm going to agree with you on that it's not controversial Um, view is it yeah no don't think so (laughs) um it is a brilliant album and even as i say the worst song on here is still good what is the worst song in your opinion for me i've just looking at my notes i've got um bulletproof and sulk Oh, as really? my lowest ranked. Oh, interesting. Oh, I totally disagree. They're still ranked as as good. I totally, but, you know. totally disagree with you. I think they're great. Both really good songs. I I think the low point is high and dry. Although it's not a low point. It's just the lowest high point. The entire album is a series of high points, and that's just the lowest of the high points. I, I think with high and dry is a bit just of um, overplaying because I'm a bit bored of it. But it's nothing to do with actually the song being bad. It's just that radio does. You know, if you're listening to Absolute Radio, that that is on a lot, and 
there are certain songs that get a bit overplayed, and that's one of them, I think. It's just it's just a bit too straightforward for Radiohead, mm. and that's the bit where I kind of think it's it's almost you know imponderable that Radiohead are playing something so simple. But it is a good little pop tune. It's, it, it is enjoyable. It's not bad by any means. I, I'm going to struggle like hell to think of two tracks here, to just pull two tracks out, because I just think pretty much all 12 of them I could bung on the playlist. So if you had to just pick one, what would you pick? I, I don't know. I just said how difficult this was going to be. Now you just made it yeah. harder. That doesn't help. Well, <laughs> I was hoping by making it harder, it might simplify it a little bit in the... Um, um, I think having to pick one. I mean, I would. I, I struggle a lot because I think just is uh, probably my favourite track on the album in one way. But I do like all of the slower songs as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to suggest then because I have just as one of my songs to pick as well. Okay, but I also felt as well we should pick another song that was slower as well. Okay, um, let's do that. Because I think because my my old favorite, which having re-listened to it, I don't think is my favorite anymore, was my Iron Lung. So I'm suggesting we don't pick that. Okay, I do really like that song, but yeah, that's fine. I don't think it's better than Just necessarily. But you you said not bulletproof, which is a slow one that I actually really love. I find that really moving. So does that mean it's between Fake Plastic Trees, Nice Dream, and Street Spirit? Yeah, I think so because I, I really like. Fake Plastic Trees and Street Spirit. I think they're both up there as well. I agree. So I, I would like to pick one of those two. Okay. All right, let's do that then. <laughs> okay. Let's... Um, oh, God. Which of those two? Um, Street Spirit? If you want, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like trying to choose a meal on a menu where you like all the food. You know, as soon as you pick one thing, you can't have the other. Yeah. You're scared of um, meal envy, aren't you? Picking yeah. the wrong one. Yeah. And then wishing you'd done another... Let's go for Street Spirit. Okay. All right. And obviously we're putting this above uh, Pablo Honey. I mean, there's just no question. Correct. I can't, uh, God, that's hard, picking a song. Just one. I'm not sure about Street Spirit now. I'm already having doubts. I think Fake Plastic Trees might be better. Is it too late? Do you, do you, want, do you want to change it? Or if we do change it, are you just going to then... Change it back. Change it back and then start thinking it's, it's wrong. Oh, let's just leave it. Oh, God. I'll take this responsibility of this very seriously. What do you think? Come on. I need your help with this. I'm going to need your help for a lot of this, by the way. Just warn you now. Okay. I can definitely, I think, help on more albums better than this one. As I said, my sort of top four ranked songs are those. Fake Plastic Trees, Just, My Iron Lung and Street Spirit. And I felt Just and My Iron Lung are sort of like the two more sort of obvious rocky ones. So we should only pick one of those. And one of Fake Plastic Trees and Street Spirit. So, if you're not happy with Street Spirit, I suggest we go change it to Fake Plastic Trees. I wouldn't say I'm not happy. I, just, I know what you mean. It's not that. Yeah. I agree with your logic. I'm no problem with that. So, I, But I think the, the other songs, for me, are a drop down. My next one would be Planet Telex, if you want to go off ball and really? go for No, no, I don't. Because that wouldn't no. be... I, I'd like it as well. I, I like them all. I mean, let's just leave it and move on. Right. I'm just gonna just have to accept the fact that we've made a choice, and that's necessarily excludes other ones. That's just the way it is. That's the nature of choice. So, so anyway, so they make this brilliant album, The Bends, blows everyone away. Everyone goes on about how good Radiohead are. They're suddenly the 
talk of the town. Music press suddenly love them. And then they go on and make OK Computer. So what's your thoughts on this album? Um, I think this one is it's less of an album and it's more of a collection of songs and it doesn't kind of flow. I think probably all their other albums do. But that said, it it doesn't matter that much because I think most of the songs, with a couple of exceptions, are really good. So I don't think it's anywhere near the bends to give away where we are on the ranking. But I do still think it's a very good album. And there are some, again, there's a couple of brilliant songs on it. I suppose we should say at this point as well, although Radiohead ranks as one of my top bands of all time, it's not one of yours. No, and no so, far from it, as will become clear later I was going to say, um, probably quite quickly, I imagine. But um, I think uh, in, in the first couple of podcasts of this, we sort of ended up agreeing quite a lot. Whereas I can sense in this one, we're not going to agree. Yeah, well, we eased ourselves in with, with bands we both really liked. Yeah. And now we've moved away from that. Well, not entirely. I think we're going back to well, it. Well, no, you, but, you know. But uh, I do like some Radiohead, and I obviously respect them. I would never pick a band that I hated. But I think we're going to differ here, because I think, first of all, the first, for me, the first sort of few songs, I think, flow brilliantly, album-like, and really feel that they fit together, Airbag into Paranoid Android, into Subterranean Homesick Alien. I think that is less true in the sort of second side of the album, where we also stumble into rubbish like Fitter Happier and electioneering i wouldn't call rubbish but isn't as good as the rest of the album and oddly they had some brilliant songs here that they left off like man of war which at the time was called big boots and uh lift which cropped up when they released the okay not okay thing a couple of years ago yeah yeah man of war particularly i do quite like i and love it that song is better than some of the tracks on here yeah i adore that song if they would put lift and man yeah. of war on instead of fit a happy and electioneering i mean goodness sake this would be just almost perfect album Apparently, they, it was Man of War was offered to be the James Bond theme. Really? For for um, Spectre. And they turned it down because it wasn't sort of specially written for them. But they did write a song called Spectre for Spectre. They did. They must have had another go at it, don't oh. know whether that was before or after. But um, it did say that Man of War was offered to them and it was declined. Foolishly, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's an absolutely outstanding song. And it's such a pity it's not on this album because it would have fit perfectly. Uh, as would Lift. Um, the third one of that group was a song called I Promise, which I don't think is quite as strong. So I don't particularly mind that that's left off. No, I, di- I didn't like that. I thought that was weaker. So yeah. I, I think that's fair enough to leave that off. But Man of War, I would definitely have put on. Especially as they were putting on things like Fitter Happier and Electioneering, which aren't that great. Yeah. I mean, like Climbing Up the Walls, I don't really like. No, it's Let okay. Down, I'm not sure on. You see, it could have easily taken the place of those. I, I think mean, Let Down... I quite like, and I think the end of it, the sort of last minute or so of it, the play out, I think is really beautiful. So I would slightly disagree with you there on that one. I think Lucky was a surprise inclusion, although I think it's a really good song and I like it. But considering it was written for that, what was it, that album that they did? Um, yeah, got Help. The Help album in 95, that was yeah. it. So it's a couple of years old. So it's quite odd that that was included, although fine that it was because it's a great song. Yeah, it, it is a cracking song. I think it's one of the best songs on the album, so I think it's fair enough to uh, yeah to put it on there. Yeah, I think this is a, a brilliant art rock album, of which to me is much deeper and has aged a lot better than The Benz. I don't have quite the same affection for it because The Benz just was really my album in that time that I just listened to all the time. It was OK Computer, just other things were happening in my life and I just didn't engage with it in the same way. But I think 
having sort of since come to it, I mean, I, I mean, I got to it fairly quickly, but it just didn't hit me in quite the same emotional way as the Benz did. But I, so I would struggle to think the Benz was better. I think this is stronger album. Okay. I don't think there's any We're going doubt. To argue about that, I think. But I don't think we'll argue for long because I think it's it's one of those things where I think I'm right. um okay so shall we first of all try and pick tracks pick our two tracks okay again very difficult for me okay um so i'll I'll, shall i kick us off go on then i think the obvious track i'll start with which is paranoid android yeah it's obvious but it's also a great track you know it's it's hard not to include it isn't it really well I think so. I do think it has to has to be on there because it it is brilliant, really. It is. I mean, it's it's. I think again, through overplay, it's not a track I would particularly listen to very often. If I'm watching a Radiohead concert on YouTube or something like that, I will always click through to Paranoid Android. I won't necessarily watch every song, but I will look at Paranoid Android always because I, I enjoy the live experience of it. It's a great sing along, so it is a really good song, but it's a little bit overplayed for me. Okay, but are you happy with it going on the list? Yeah. Are we I'm, agreeing? I'm happy with it going on the list. I much actually prefer the, the song that follows it, Subterranean Homesick Alien, but I don't, I'm don't. i happy with Paranoid Android on the list. Okay. So, do you have a second choice? Well, I think it's the obvious one again. It's Karma Police, probably. Okay. I love Karma Police. I would say the other obvious one was Lucky. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. You're not going to like that, are you? It's a bit... I don't mind Lucky. Because it was... Do you see it as like a, an add-on track that was recorded a few years ago? Yeah, I do a little We've, bit. There's precedent for this happening. There is, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I yeah, I do like the song Lucky, but I prefer Karma Police. Again, I feel I'm saying the obvious tracks here, but that doesn't matter. I'm okay with Karma Police going on, because that's in my top, I think it's third on my list of these tracks. Okay. Well, in that case, let's just do that then. Right. I feel a sense of responsibility because I'm this much stronger Radiohead fan. So I, I, I really do feel I've got some corners to fight here. Yeah, I think you've. I w- I'm happy though to let you some, to leave you to make some decisions though. Well, but we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Well, I might be putting my foot down now on certain things. Well, yeah. I mean, the point about this is this is not a discussion of two Radiohead fans going on and on about how brilliant they are. It's you know, two music fans, one of whom likes Radiohead a lot and one of whom is not so keen. So the, the ranking is not necessarily going to be the standard Radiohead ranking, which most people would, might adhere to. It is a kind of a much more of a casual fan's opinion as well. Yeah, I think so. But these last two albums are both crackers. I think we're... A yes, definitely. Cracking, sorry, not crackers. Both, <laughs> both of those things. <laughs> um, so I think we really need to get the order of these two right I, to me it's an open if you know what I'm hinting at with that comment yeah I do and and I think it's it's an open and shut case really I, I think OK Computer is a better album I don't think there's any doubt about that the songs are better they're deeper they're stronger they're, it's a much more timeless album I, I don't think there's any question to be honest much as I adore the Benz the Benz has aged and despite what you say I do feel doubt and a question <laughs> about this um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Benz is a better album by by quite a bit, really. I think you know, I think the Benz doesn't have a bad track on it. They're all really good. Whereas, OK Computer for me has three or four tracks that 
probably three tracks I think that I'm not not bothered about, and I don't think it it, it doesn't flow quite it, it doesn't flow as well as the bends either. No, it doesn't flow as well as the bends after you get past the first three or four tracks. I know ultimately that doesn't really matter if the songs are better, but um, I don't think the songs are better. Um, I think that there are higher high points. I agree that it's more flawed in the sense that there are songs that shouldn't be on there. And this is a theme that's going to come up again and again, by the way, with Radiohead, that there are, uh, they're not always that great at getting their own lineup of songs on their albums as good as they could. In Pablo Honey, we said, How Do You doesn't belong on there. The Benz, they got perfect. And in this, clearly, Fitter Happier doesn't belong on there. Electioneering doesn't belong on there. Man of War does belong on there. I, uh, Lift probably belongs on there as well. Lucky arguably doesn't, but find that it's there so this is a, a theme with radiohead but anyway this isn't the point we're arguing about which is better okay computer or the bends it's an absurd argument i mean as much as i adore the bends as much as it, it's okay computer it's just the songs are better they're more complex they're deeper it's more going on yes there's a couple of errors on it but it's not about that it's it's not about absence of error being our yardstick no i get what you're saying and i do get sort of a bit with the complexity of it I do still think the Benz is better, and we're not allowed to give it a draw, so we do need to make a decision on who's going to to um, to break here. Are you, are you just going to um, keep arguing I, until I, I give up? Yeah, I cannot allow this. It's just it's this is a make or break, reputation on the line kind of thing. Right. Okay. So we'll put OK Computer top. I was thinking that maybe later on. I might be requiring um, some goodwill from you. I realise that there's more controversial stuff coming up, and I, I, I think there's more room for discussion in the, from this point on. To be honest, I, ju- I think the order of those first three albums is just hard to see any other way. Whereas beyond this, I think there's a lot more flexibility, a lot more kind of different ways of looking at it. So they made like a computer, and suddenly they're like biggest band in the world headlining glastonbury everyone's talking about them being the next big stadium rockers the 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 u2 of the next generation the next rem all of this kind of stuff did you ever see the documentary that was about them around this time meeting people is easy i've seen a bit of it i haven't seen the whole thing it's not very good it's it's quite difficult to watch but you do see a lot of them burning out with the amount of fame and attention and the adulation they're getting you can see sort of a lot of Tom York's idiosyncrasies coming through. Um, and you can really see the band are really now struggling with writer's block. And they nearly split up at this point because Ed O'Brien was writing a blog about it and saying what was going on. And he's talking about how difficult it was and how they all wanted to go in different directions. Ed O'Brien wanted to strip back a lot of the stuff that had been on OK Computer and just do three-minute rock songs. Tom York was going, I've had enough of melody, don't want any more to do with it. They're really pulling in different directions, writer's block, sick of being famous. And I think they make a really interesting decision at this point. Because they could have become the next U2, the next big stadium rock band. And they decide not to be. They essentially seem to make the decision that instead of that, they're just going to be a band that play music for themselves and experiment and just do things, unexpected things. Which is quite a, an interesting thing to do, really. When you think they could, they could have had it all... Yeah, it's certainly a very extreme change from the last albums. Well, yeah, it's that they, big, they... big left turn, everyone calls it, the big sort of left turn in music. Yeah, because obviously at this point they, they could do no wrong and they've obviously struggled with the whole fame and everything. 
um, and decided to do something completely left field. And I don't know what to say about this. Today. I really, really don't like it. I just think it's virtually unlistenable. Right. I can sort of see why you would say that. They just decided to do something completely different. The electronica thing was Tom York trying to sort of take all personality out of it. That kind of idea of hiding. Um, they really wanted to just do something completely different, use different processes, different meth songwriting methods. I think they're very influenced by Can, a Japanese electronic band, and people like Aphex Twin, and Charlie Mingus, Talking Heads, that kind of stuff. And they just came up with create this sort of very different approach. And um, yeah, it's kind of a sort of thing that you sort of like or you don't, I suppose. Yeah, it's an overreaction to me, and uh, it's it's just too far. And I don't think that there are some just I think really terrible tracks on here. Go on, what do you think's terrible? Um, Tree Fingers. I hate that song it's not a song i don't know why i say it's a song it's just not a song it's just some bits of noise while we hang around waiting for the next song and on the subject of that that hidden track at the end it's called untitled on here which again is just somebody playing ambient notes yeah it's a bit of ambient Um, nonsense yeah yeah kid a i think sort of down there as well the rest of the songs i would say have some value yeah i don't i don't like the song kid a particularly at all i agree with you and also, I think it's not quite as experimental as is often lauded, because you can hear bits of songs like Kid A in tracks like Fitter Happier. And quite a few of their B-sides are pretty experimental as well. There's a lot of kind of things where they've gone away from melody or typical song structure. I think it's kind of overrated in terms of its experimentalness. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it, it doesn't seem that experimental to me. Obviously, it's, it's completely different to what they've done before. But it, it's not sort of so wild and out there or anything. It's not like, you know, if you see a comedy art performance, there'll be somebody there screaming and hitting a pan with a stick. Yeah. It's not that. <laughs> no, it, it's it, not. You know, it's, it's, it's just very different from what they've done before. It's not. Well, people have, been doing, um, people have been doing ambient electronic stuff for years. People have been doing all kinds of different things. Trip Hop was, you know, in its full flow as i said bands like apex twin were around so i don't i think it's it's over people overstate the experimental nature of it it's just different from radiohead because it's just not really a guitar but uh, album although tree fingers is actually going back to tree fingers that is actually sampled guitars but there aren't that many guitars on it it's, it's very electronic and it is odd it's different but there are some really good songs on it i think i mean i think everything in its right place is a great song i think um, the National Anthem's a great song. I really love Morning Bell. I like Optimistic. I like Idiotech. Motion Picture Soundtrack's okay. How to Disappear Completely is okay. I think there's quite a lot of good songs on it, actually. It's just You are just so re- reading different. out most of the tracks there. <laughs> well, I'm missing out Tree Fingers for good reason. I'm missing out yes. Kid A. I'm missing out In Limbo, which I don't particularly like. But the others, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like it, but I don't love it. Okay, so let's get down to the tracks. You mentioned everything in its right place first. Is that your favourite track? No, Morning Bell is my favourite track. Okay, so that goes on, because I think it is one of the better tracks. I think it's lovely. It's a really lovely song. And it is actually a song, it's got some structure to it. And and a certain amount of melody, I think it's lovely. And you get a bit tired of falsetto, and that is a bit falsetto, that song, but um, he does it well. Well, he always does it well, but I mean, it's... I don't know, it just feels hopeful and nice. It's just a a warmer song and it's not a warm album but that is a warmer song which other song then what are you going to say i have some ideas here 
my two sort of, in inverted commas, favourite tracks um, were Morning Bell and Optimistic. Okay. And then I have Idiotech and Everything in Its Right Place next. So I would suggest one of those three tracks and maybe pick your favourite out of them. I think those are probably my four favourite tracks as well. I, I might slightly change the order. I'd probably put Idiotech second, but I'm also happy if you want to put Optimistic on. Or Everything in Its Right Place. I like them all, but I think Optimistic and Idiotech, there's more about them. I think Everything in Its Right Place is a much sort of simpler thing. So I'd probably put that fourth of those four, although I do like it. That's fine. I'm not going to fight you on this. So you, you, if you want Idiotech, we'll pick Idiotech. I say I don't mind. And between between Idiotech and Optimistic, I don't mind. So if because you gave way eventually on the OK Computer angle, I'm happy for you to go to Optimistic if you prefer. But my choice would be Idiotech. We'll go with Idiotech. I think you're over. I'm over. I'm, I'm assuming you care more than you obviously do. I, I <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Is I'm, I don't really care here. So I'd rather I'd right. rather pick your okay. favorite track here because you're the one who likes this album, so it makes more sense. Okay. To weight this more on your on your liking. Well, let's do that then. Idiotech's fine. Because you, you're still in your top few on the album anyway. It was in the top four, yeah. I think there was four songs that were all right, which were the four I mentioned and everything else. I will not be listening to ever again. Okay. Right. So obviously that's on the actual ranking. I'm assuming you're... Are you okay to keep it at the bottom? No. It is? No, of course not. I, I don't think... I mean, it's definitely better than Pablo Honey. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't suppose I'm going to be able to convince you it's better than the Benz, am I? No, you're not. I don't think you're really trying to argue that either, are you? Um, I, in my list, it would go above the Benz, yes. Just because, and I'll tell you why. Well, this better be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's the Benz is a very brilliant album of its time, but it's very of its time. Whereas I listen to Kid A sometimes, I put it on and I just... And I'm still hearing things and finding things that are different. It still feels quite timeless. It feels... There's bits of it I don't like, absolutely. But there's still... It feels like there's a lot more to it. Whereas the Benz, I kind of feel I sort of know it inside out. Yeah, okay, brilliant album of its time. Amazingly impressive stuff. But it sort of feels like it's been and gone. And it's no criticism of it. It was way ahead of its time, actually. But as Kid A does feel like there's there's more more going on. There's more imagination. There's more thought. There's more layers and yeah more shit but okay um so so you want it above pablo honey oh god yeah definitely so okay again when you say i don't think there's any doubt that there definitely is doubt (laughs) um but i think what i would say is i don't think pablo honey is interesting enough in itself to actually bother arguing and when you obviously feel strongly about it then i will move it above I didn't convince you to put it above the Benz then? No, good God, no. That's not happening. Okay. I didn't think I would, but at least I want it on the record. Yeah, that's fine. But I would have it below Pablo Honey, so bear that in mind and try yeah. and average our opinions <laughs> on here. No, no, I am, I am. I'm not... Uh, I, I don't feel badly <laughs> done to, don't worry. Don't worry. So so we're going to... We, uh, when they recorded uh, Kid A, they felt very productive and they actually basically made two albums. And the other one being Amnesiac, which they released... Sorry about the screaming in the background. I don't know if you can hear that. but I could, yes. Um, <laughs> so they basically made Amnesiac at the same time. And so these were the tracks that were sort of not good enough to go on. Kid A is one way of looking at it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> or, uh, 
Or another way of looking at it is just tracks that were different and perhaps just didn't suit it. Now, I disagree. I think you could have, there's a couple of tracks on here which I think are pretty good and actually should have been on Kid A and they should have just released one album. But they didn't do that. They released Amnesiac. So tell me what you think of Amnesiac, Kid A's less accessible sister album. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know they made them like that and it was basically from the same session. It does, to me, feel like a progression ah, from interesting. Kid A interesting. to me in that... It is kind of, it's the same thing. It's not, it's not a new idea to doing the same thing, but they just seem to me to be just doing it a little bit better. Interesting. And I still wouldn't say, I think overall, I don't really like the album, but to, to me, it's, it, it is better than Kid A and a lot more listenable. And it's, it's almost laughable that if they picked the best songs out of the sessions with these two albums and came up with Kid A as their prime set of songs quite literally beggar's belief from me. I don't know how they do that because I think through and through this album is better. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily what they did. It's what I no. thought they did. And Amnesiac, they kind of took a bit longer. They, they were the other tracks. They were playing things like Knives Out, Dollars and Cents. I might be wrong. They were playing those tracks live before they released Kid A or around yeah. the same time as they released mm. Kid A, I should say. When they were presenting the album, they were playing Amnesiac tracks. But maybe they spent some more time with them and took it away and just tried to sort of do things a little bit different. I think that's more likely as, I think as well, because obviously Morning Bell is on here again. Yeah. So obviously you wouldn't do one session of, say, two albums worth of songs and then put one version of one song on one on the other. I think they obviously did go back to the song and think they improved it, which in my view they didn't actually. That's one thing. But I think the Morning Bell on uh, Kid A is better personally. But I agree. They have obviously done that and and tried to mess around with it and and tweak it somewhere. So I guess it, it wasn't won't have been literally one session. Well, not no, but it was. They wrote most of this stuff around the same time, and it was they they went for that really difficult period after OK Computer nearly split up. Tom York's really controlling the band. It's all kind of quite unpleasant. They're all quite unhappy, and now they're in this kind of real creative juices are flowing. Songs are popping out all over the place. So that's why I guess they produced just so much stuff. And I guess releasing themselves from traditional song structures and trying to be that stadium rock band, get just that amount of freedom just was like a creative pill, you know, and hence so much flowed out. It's interesting you think this is better than Kid A. I don't agree on that at all, but there you go. (laughs) In fact, I don't think I've ever heard anyone ever say that before. Okay. But yeah, again, it's not a fight. I'm going to going to persevere with but yeah i think it's a a lot more listenable i'll say a lot more a bit more listenable so what were your tracks what tracks would you pick out um my tracks were um i've got knives out as top and then pyramid song as second then i've got you and whose army i think will be third and then there's a few kind of all sort of joint next where are you with your song well i like i might be wrong that's probably my favourite track on the album. Knives Out is definitely up there as well. Life in a Glass House, I really like. I kind of feel Pyramid Song's overrated. I mean, it's the one from this album that will get played live. It's the one, I guess, Radiohead themselves rate the highest. I I think, I don't know, I just think it's a bit overrated. It's all right. Okay, well, I'm fine. We can leave that one off. Dollars and Cents, that's quite a good song as well. Yeah, I've got a lot of them sort of all on a similar level. And like Life in the Glass House, Glass House and Dollars and Cents are those. So yeah, but I'll say Knives Out for me is the best song. 
on the well, album. I don't mind that going on because it's certainly in my top sort of three or four songs on the album. I might be wrong; is probably my favourite. Yeah, which you, you didn't mention. As, did I not? No. Now I've got that as um, actually joint second with Pyramid Song. Oh, okay. Well, should we do that then? I might I be just wrong. Can't read my own writing. If we do, I might be wrong and knives out then. That seems to work quite well. That's fine. I just need to um, learn to read my own notes. That would help. So where are we going to put it? So we're going to put it, I would well, say, below Kide, above Pablo Honey. I agree. Oh, no. So I would say um, above Kide, below Pablo Honey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually particularly mind it being below Pablo Honey. Because I do think it's an overrated album to me that just doesn't quite work. But I don't think that respects your opinion that it's actually an improvement on Kid A. So I think we should put it above Pablo Honey, but below Kid A, even though I know that's not what you said, but it sort of respects the fact that you thought it was better than Kid A. I don't think we can put it above Kid A. Can we? No, we can't do that. It's nowhere near as good as Kid A. I just don't get, I don't get where you're coming from at all with that. Well, I think if you think Kid A is better than the Benz, I don't think we could put... I think we've got to probably leave it at this. Yeah, well, that, that's kind of what... Yeah, I think so. I mean, I find it hard to say Kid A is better than the Benz because I do, in, you know, have loved the Benz. So I find that very hard to say, and I don't love Kid A. I just think it's very good. I think it's good. Anyway, let's not go on about that again. Shall we move on quickly before we change our minds again? Yeah, I think this is going to be a struggle because we've got quite diverse opinions here. Yeah. So, um... Yes, let's move on. Well, Hail to the Thief, which comes next, which was their last album on EMI, were they on? Or Parlophone? So this is the last album before they just go off and do their own thing. And it is much more back to using guitars and more normal song shapes and stuff like that. So did this manage to sort of bring you back into the Radiohead fold and think, yeah, okay, there's some stuff here. And good old Radiohead back to back to the 90s glory days. Um, no. Okay. I felt it's just, I would say it's just another progression again on, on the three. I would say it's slightly more listenable to Amnesiac, but I still don't really like it. I think it's something about these three albums, and I just, I would just to say, I just don't really get it. Do you know Mark Rothko, the artist? No. He, he does these sort of pictures that are just blocks of colour. And he's a very famous artist. He does very well, and lots of people like it. It's modern art, and it's blocks of colour. And I just don't get it. And I know lots of people do, and they think he's great. And I'm very happy for them. But to me, they're just blocks of colour, and it's it's more interior design than actual art. And I feel that this is kind of Sonic Rothko, in the fact that when you play it, and it's in the background, you think, oh, this is all right, this is okay. But I don't. to me, it's just not good enough to sit and listen to. I just, I just don't get it. These three albums, I just... It's just obviously not for me. I can hear that there's obviously... It's not rubbish, and there's something here. But I, I just, don't, just don't really get what they're trying to do. You're killing me, fella. You really are killing me here, because I just... I can't understand where you're coming from. Because I do get that, if you're saying that, about something like Amnesiac. Yeah. I don't think it's particularly accessible stuff. Kid A, I don't think it's particularly accessible. But Hell to the Feath is, is songs with guitars in normal song structure. It's, I mean, it's it's very informed by the fact that they've gone off and dud, done the sort of bonkers Kid A stuff. But it's, you know, There There is just a, a standard rock song. It's 2 plus 2 equals 5. Wolf at the Door. I mean, that's a, such a good vocal performance as well. 
the fuzziness of myxomatosis uh, one of my favorites on there is where i end a new begin i just think that's just such a great song i i really like sit down stand up these are all just sort of fairly normal songs i don't think they're as strong as anything that was on the bends or okay computer they don't kind of move me in the same way but i do think there's some really good high points there there there's a brilliant song and what i would say about it is it's too long it's baggy there's too many songs on there it feels a bit rushed and somebody put this to tom york and he came up with an alternative track listing and i think if you listen to the alternative track listing it transforms the album into something so much better and so much tighter that i don't know why because obviously they're the same songs but there's just fewer of them and they're in a better order and i'll tell you what that is because it's worth knowing and worth doing a little playlist on it and listening to it so please do this afterwards so it starts with there there the gloaming sail to the moon sit down stand up go to sleep where i end and you begin scatterbrain two plus two equals five myxomatosis and ends with a wolf at the door now if you listen to it like that you think blimey that's a cracking album it's some really great songs accessible but deep and interesting there weren't all the tracks there were there no that's what i'm saying you take some of them off because some of them uh, some good songs come off but i think it makes for a much tighter album and so again we're going back to saying radiohead you got your track listings wrong yeah so yeah so i don't get where you're coming from with this at all i'm afraid so we just say what tracks we want then yeah let's try and pick some tracks. okay so my favorite my definite is a punch up at a wedding <laughs> okay <laughs> I do like. I, that, I do like the fact not... that they have um, the sort of subtitle in brackets. I really like that on this album. They have what? Oh, do you not have that on there? It's, maybe no. it's not on Spotify. I do actually have this album. I'm going to go look at my cover. Hold on. Yeah, this is um, the last Radiohead album I actually bought. It's a really good album. Well, it would be if the songs were in the right order and they weren't, and they got rid of a few of them because there's too many songs on there. A punch up at the wedding is brackets. No, 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 or something. Uh, that's correct. I love the eight, sort of second. The, eight, eight no's. The sort of alternative title in brackets. I think that works really well. I have the special edition CD. Oh, well, look at that. Very nicely packaged. That is, isn't it? You know, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's all, um, beautiful on, item. Can you, on the cam- can you see on the camera? Hold on. This is a podcast, fella. Yeah, I know. You can edit it out. I will say something for Radiohead, though, actually, is um, I do like all the record covers. Yeah, I do. I think they're all really good. It's um, the same artist, isn't it, who's done them from Iron, My Iron Lung? Yes, Stanley Dornwood, I think his name is. He went to university with Tom York. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I think all, all the record covers are, are good. I do yeah, like, I like do. that. And I think this is probably my favourite record cover. It is good. I kind of thought he'd be American, because there's lots of um, American spelling on this record cover. But I don't think he is, is he? I, no, I don't think so. He definitely went to Exeter University with Tom York, where they, Tom York was studying fine art and, and something else. And I guess Stanley Dornwood, I think his name is. But uh, I assume he was studying art as well. But Tom York does have quite a lot of control over it. He goes under the name of Chocky or Dr. Chalk. And does, so they tend to do all of the visual artwork together. I think the process of Radiohead is Tom York tends to bring most of the song ideas into the group and then Johnny Greenwood is kind of the musical director and they work on them whilst Tom York goes off and does a lot of the artwork and visuals and comes back in and out. I think that's kind of the process. Yeah, it's um, Stanley Donwood. Donwood, okay. Donwood. is um, He's actually apparently called Dan Rickwood but his um, stage name or whatever artists have 
is um, Stanley Donwood. I didn't know that. He's called Dan Rickwood. Yeah. Ah, I just assumed his I, I name was Googled. Stanley Donwood, considering that's what he says his yeah. name is. So yeah, naive of yeah. me. No, I, I Googled him, so I'm assuming that's right. Okay, so you think a punch-up at a wedding is your... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't dislike the song, by the way. I just don't think it's okay. as it's nowhere near in the sort of the cluster of songs that put at the top. Okay. Well, why don't you pick your favourite two songs, and I'll tell you if I allow them. Okay. As long as you, because there's a couple of couple of sort of landmines here that. Okay. I, I can't let on. Okay. Well, I'm going to say my top three because I find okay. it, I struggle to sort of get it down to just two. My top three are there, there, where I end and you begin, and a wolf at the door. Okay, so I would have to say definite no to where I end and you begin. But if you want the other two, I can. Okay. I will go with that. Okay, I, that's fine. I, although I would encourage you to go back and listen to where I end and you begin because it's a. It's not one that immediately jumped out to me. I have to be honest. It's one that took me a while, and then I kind of suddenly thought, "Oh my god, this is such a good track." But it wasn't immediate to me by any means. But I'm happy to go with there, there, and a wolf at the door. So they're on the list. Yeah. Where would you like the album to be in the rankings? <laughs> I, got, I, I'm, I say it all now with such trepidation. I just, I, I have no idea what's going to happen at every sort of stone I turn over. I just don't know what's going to be there. Well, I think you know, you know that I've got it above Kid A but below Pablo Honey. Well, I don't know that. Well, I do now. You just said. Well, I've said, I've said it's this. I think these three, the three in a row for me, have got sort of a little. It's the same thing to me, but they've just got a little bit better, more listenable as we go through. Well, it's definitely more listenable than uh, Kid A, I would agree. But I don't think it's better. I would put it below Kid A, above Amnesiac. Okay. I'm not going to argue with you, because for me, those three albums are in a in a little group. Yeah, it's odd that you so, group those, because I just don't... I mean, obviously, Kid A and Amnesiac, obviously, you group the the they are the, pretty much two sides of the same coin. But Hail to the Feath, to me, is so different. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it it isn't. I didn't I didn't notice the join between those three albums. They just seem to, I say, gradually getting better in a positive sense, but ultimately leave me cold. I just find I found them all just a little bit boring. Fair enough. Well, as I say, I would recommend going back to Hail to Hail to the Thief and using that different track list and seeing what you think if you've got the patience to do it. I will try. I'm promising nothing. Okay. Well. After that, then, they go on hiatus for a little bit and they go off and do their own solo stuff. I think Tom York did Eraser. Is that what it's called? The Eraser? The Eraser, yeah, I think so. That's a nice record cover as well. Yeah, he's very good at that. Johnny Greenwood... It's the, it's the same artist. Johnny Greenwood went off and did something. I don't know if this is when Phil Selway made a solo album, I'm not sure. I think so. He's now he's made about two or three now, hasn't he? So. Yeah. yeah, I think this is when he did his first... So they go off and do that. Johnny Greenwood's now a composer with the BBC and he's doing lots of really sort of interesting stuff. So it's quite a while before In Rainbows comes out and then this is the one that they release for essentially pay what you want. Then you just download it directly from their website because they're all quite computer literate. Johnny Greenwood and Tom York are quite into programming. I think in particular Johnny Greenwood. So they're sort of quite ahead of the game in terms of sharing, file sharing and stuff like that. So they release In Rainbows I think we're up to about 2007 now. Uh, yes. So what do you think of In Rainbows then? I baited breath. What's he going to bloody say now? Um, this one, I think, is, is a lot better. Yay! Oh, thank God. This is such a good album. I think it's consistent throughout. I don't think 
with the exception of videotape, there's no actual bad song on it. I think I don't like videotape. We'll drop that off. But the rest of it is all alright. Again, it's not blowing me away. See, I I think this album is so well put together. I mean, it just flows. It's I love every song on it, including videotape, actually. Although that, I admit that one took me longer to get to. But I do really like it. I think it flows. It's To me, this is the album they could have made following OK Computer. It's that kind of, it feels like it's accessible. It's got, you know, quite catchy stuff on there. But it's, again, informed by that, by their experimentation and stuff. So so what would be your tracks on this then? I, w- I don't, well, I was hoping you would lead on this because basically I have got them pretty consistent throughout. I've got videotape is my least favourite. Then I wouldn't pick either Fish's Ar- Arpeggi, whatever it's called. Yeah. And then it's pick any two out of the others. Okay. Well, I really like the song Jigsaw Falling Into Place. I think it's unusually listenable <laughs> for Radiohead. <laughs> sort of an unusually sort of, uh, you know, normal melodic kind of song. But it's just really interesting. I just love it. I think it's a cracking song. I like 15 Step. I love that. I think that's a very interesting approach as well. Body Snatchers, I wouldn't pick, but I quite like it. It's got like two different time signatures or something going on. I think it's a a, a great song. Uh, I'm waffling here. I'm waffling. What am I thinking? Maybe Nude? Maybe Jigsaw and Nude? To again, have one of the slower ones. So I think Nude is really quite beautiful. You want to pick that? So those two? I think so. Are you not, You're not disagreeing, are you? No. So any, any two out of the rest... I'm happy with it, as long as you don't pick those two that I said. No, that's fine. I mean, I do think Videotape is actually a really good song. Uh, but I think they're all good songs. I actually think Videotape would be sort of quite nearish the top. So I would suggest, again, if you can be bothered to give it a, give it another go. But where would you put the album in the list? In between Kid A and Benz on the Benz on here. Okay. I'd put it above the Benz. Second only to OK Computer. Or even above OK Computer. Really? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure about that. How sure are you about Above the Bends? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. What's what's the scale? The scale goes from not sure to pretty sure to very sure. <laughs> um, I, I, it, on my list, it's Above the Bends. But this isn't my list. It's our list. I mean, obviously, I have Bends clear first. Okay, computer, clear second. And then in Rainbows is a drop again, but third. Well, we can leave it there then if we want, because it then has a, a more even representation of what we both think yeah i think so i think if it went above the bends it ceases to be your list then it's, yeah it starts to feel too much like just my list yes it would be too much so should we move on yeah let's do so they go on to do king of limbs so they're going a bit a little bit experimental again into this sort of dubstepy type thing and a bit of an experiment what do you think i thought this was just pretty awful <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I really didn't like this at all. It's go, it goes back to the the other three that I didn't like. This one completely went over my head or something. But yeah, not not a fan of this one at all. I can understand that. I think this is an experiment that just failed. Quite frankly, I don't think there's anything particularly interesting. I mean, there are some nice songs on it. There are bits that I like definitely, but it as a whole piece, it's a very short album. So just as I've sort of I've had to raise my voice several times to Radiohead in terms of how they've put their albums together in terms of the track listing and what they've included and not included, this album's really short and then they lead off leave off a really good song like Staircase, which they release separately. 
along with uh, the Daily Mail. Now, I understand they left the Daily Mail off because it just doesn't fit. It's a much more straightforward piano song, guitar piano song. So I can kind of get why they left that off. But Staircase totally fitted in with the style of the album, but is really good, unlike a lot of the stuff on the album. So again, I'm having to raise my voice and I don't know why they do this. Well, I think it's tough parenting, though, John. I think they need these words. They do. I, I hope they're listening. Well, I, d- I d- well, we'll, I don't know because I, I agree with you. I think this is this album that does just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. I do think it's got some good songs. I think Bloom is a is quite an interesting song. Um, <laughs> right. You disagree? Well, it's better. Yeah, it depends on your definition of interesting, doesn't it? But I, I guess uh, not um, entertaining. Okay, look, Bloom's all right. Morning, Mr. Magpie, I don't like at all. Little by Little's quite nice little thing, but it doesn't feel like a whole song. It feels like a bit of an idea that's dragged out. Quite a nice little idea, but dragged out. Feral, I can't even be bothered with. Lotus Flower's quite good. Codex got a nice sort of piano lick to it, but again, it doesn't feel like a full song. Give Up the Ghost, similarly so. A nice bit to it that's really quite uh, touching, but that's it. It does. It's not a whole song's worth of idea there. And separator, I think, is the only thing that I would that would survive a kind of that I would pull off this album into a best of Radiohead thing. I think St- separator and staircase, if it were on the bloody album, would be my two tracks. But because staircase isn't on the album, we're not allowed to choose it. No, correct. So we've definitely got to put separator on then, if that's your. Oh yeah, no, that's a really good song. Your bestest track. I think looking at my ratings, my my top track was little by little. Okay. I do like Little by Little, um, so I'm happy for that to be the other one. Right, we'll do that. But yeah, it's not... Uh, it's They're trying to do something different again, so that's fine. Hats off, well done. It just didn't quite work. I mean, also, I, I admire any band who try and do things different and do all that, but I mean, this, for me, is, is, is just not... Especially coming after In Rainbows, when you kind of think, oh, actually, it, that seems sort of so much more promising. yeah. And then it seems like they've, they've dropped the ball again here. And it's, it's this is a record I will not be listening to again. No, I can understand why. I never listened to it. And I dropped the ball feels a little harsh for an album, for a band that I like so much. But I, can, I do see your point. I mean, it is true. I think at this point, there are five individuals who go off and do their own thing. Tom York's done, does a second solo album at some point, Tomorrow's Modern Boxes, which is quite good. Johnny Greenwood is going off doing his own thing, a lot of composing, a lot of film scores, which he's doing really well at, and he's getting brilliant plaudits. Ed O'Brien produces a solo album, but that's much later. That's actually this year, isn't it? 2020. Yeah, which, is really, which is really good. It's, I would say, the best of all the solo albums from the band. It's really good. Phil Selway's doing his thing. Um, so they're all kind of doing their own thing. Colin Greenwood, I don't think he's done a solo album. but So at this point, it doesn't feel like Radiohead is pushing forward as a as a vehicle so much as five people get together and muck about for a bit and see what happens do you know what i mean yeah it's less of a career thing for them yeah and it feels like radiohead's less less a part of their identity less a part of their creative identity so they don't seem as it, it feels a bit careless this album almost so where are we going to put it in the list well i'm happy to leave it at the bottom do you know what so am i because I mean, on my rankings, I had it at basically at the bottom with Kid A. But, okay. Um, so it's <laughs> bearing in mind Kid A is not at the bottom now. It's um, oh, it would be clear on the bottom on its own, really, for me. So now we're going to come to their 
last album, which is now quite still quite a few years ago, the oddly named Moon Shaped Pool. Yes, 2016. So we're talking four years ago. We're talking about a, a, a title which doesn't quite make sense. Because if it's a pool that is shaped like a moon, moon shaped should be hyphenated, I think. Or if it's a pool which is shaped by the moon. I don't know. I don't quite get the title. I think the pool is meant to be moon shaped. Well, that's not what it says. I'm not, not sure about the hyphen. So what do you think of the album, though? Let's move on to the actual music, which is, of course, the main point of an album. Yeah, fair point. This is, I think, is all right. I think, obviously, it's a, a lot, lot better than King of Limbs. Again, not blowing me away, but is definitely an improvement and, and definitely one of the better of their later albums. Okay. Well, I think this is actually their most emotional album. And I think side one, to think of it as a, a vinyl album, I think side one is absolutely brilliant. I love it. I, I, every song, I think, is is really good. Uh, Burn the Witch is not my favourite, but it's a great song. Daydreaming is a lovely song. It took me a while to get into, but I really like it. Dex Dark, I adore. It just gives me goose pimples completely. And in fact, when I first got this album, I used to listen to it on the way to work and I would have to stop and because uh, I was actually had tears during that song. I just I just think it's wonderful. Uh, Desert Island Disc, a bit less good, I think. It's a bit, feels a little bit under underdone, undercooked. Full Stop's great. Glass Eyes, I feel, is a little, again, a little bit of a half idea that doesn't quite work. Identikit's good. And then it feels the next three songs to me kind of all feel a much of a muchness. A bit samey. They don't really say much to me. And then True Love Waits is quite a nice little ending. So that's my thought. It feels like an album of two different sides. An amazingly emotional, wonderful side one. And then this kind of much of a muchness side two. Okay, yeah. I mean, I thought the album sort of had a generally sort of quite nice sort of chilled vibe about it. Running through. And that's quite nice. I personally have it sort of dipping in the middle. So, like, I agree, Desert Island Disc is the worst song on the album for me. And I didn't really like Full Stop, Glass Eyes. And then it sort of picks up a bit and, and sort of the second half is all right for me, but it's just that little dip in it. It would be improved, I think, if you put Spectre on it and maybe lost Tinker Tailor, Soldier Sailor, Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar Man, Thief, even though that's a brilliant song title. But I think it's quite a boring song. And maybe put Spectre on, and even lost the numbers perhaps, because the numbers in present tense, I kind of confuse them a little bit. I can never quite remember which is which. Okay. I don't dislike either. I've got the numbers as one of my favourites, so yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't drop that off. I don't dislike it. I like them both, but I kind of... They're okay. So what, what tracks are we going to put then? I mean, I, I'm fairly clear what I think, because I think there are two standout tracks, but you've already said you don't like one of them. But the other one was Dex Dark, wasn't it? Yeah. Which I have got as one of my favourites too. Oh, brilliant! Okay, so let's so let's let's put that on first, yep. and then we'll quick and argue about the rest. Well, my next next track, as I said, is full stop, and then I also really like daydreaming. I find that to be something that it's one of those tracks you just put on, close your eyes, and just listen to. Um, I mean, full stop. I have to put my foot down on. That's nuts. That's a great song. Daydreaming. I suppose I go. I, I've, that's down the bottom end of my list again. As well, but I could maybe tolerate that one. What else would you consider? Well, I've got, as I say, I've got the numbers and deck start top, and then it's probably present tense and the Tinker Tailor Soldier one, which I know you're not into. Burn the Witch as well, which so then it's it's kind of on a after that it's then it's daydreaming, identikit or true love waits. Uh, yeah, I would probably if you won't let me have full stop, I. Uh... What about daydreaming then instead? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It is a song that I didn't warm to initially. 
and I don't think it's a song that particularly works well live because I think it's the kind of thing where you need a bit of space and you just need to put your headphones on and close your eyes. But I do think it's a pretty beautiful song when you do that. Right, so we've got that. So where do you want them ranked? <laughs> I would put it uh, probably above Hail to the Thief. Yeah, I mean, obviously I would have it above Kid A. I, yeah, I, I, I but, wouldn't. You know. But if that helps make this list feel more like a joint list. Well, I think for me, on looking at the list, that you know, Kid A is the one sort of anomaly that's completely out of place for me. But I appreciate we've got to reflect your opinion here as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would put Moonshape Pool fourth. Well, let's do I that. Think, bearing in mind I'm living with Kid A being in the wrong place, it's not a big deal it being one place out. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I don't mind if you want to put it above Kid A, but I'm also happy with you're not doing I wouldn't put it above Kid A but at the same time I actually prefer a moon shaped pool uh, something right. that I would listen to I find it a much more emotional engaging experience I find it a warmer album I like the songs more uh, so I'm kind of arguing to put a moon shaped pool above Kid A aren't I? You are yeah I was just wondering what um, was going to come after the but well there is a but and there is a but that Kid A Kid A is it's, it's like you know when you're reading a book and you think I can't be asked with this book but you know the book's really good. So it kind of challenges you to be a better reader. And you can either think, oh, sod it, and put the book down and go back to something easier, or you can know, step up and try and be a better reader. Kid A, to me, is a bit like that. It's an album that challenges me to be a better music fan and challenges me to listen more and think things through more and not just try and hook my ears onto a lovely melody. So, And I've done that. I've put the, the groundwork in. I've thought about it. I've listened. I've tried. And some parts of it I've sort of, I've thought, wow, this is a really great album. This is such a courageous thing to have done, but it's also a lovely album. There's some great stuff on it. But I still don't love it. In, uh, whereas a Moonshade Pool, I was just kind of walking down the street to work and I had to stop and I was crying and I was I had goose pimples on me and still now. and I So I had a much more emotional experience with a Moonshade Pool. I think Moonshade Pool has to go above Kid A then. But... Well, if that's the judgment, I'm happy with that. But at the same time, I saw, it's going back to that point of... Did I did I step up enough as a music listener, as a music fan? Do you know what I mean? Kind of, but I, I'm sure. I, I think perhaps perhaps Radiohead didn't step up enough in producing a a listenable album. And I think for for me as well, looking at at the chart, we then have Kid A, Hail to the Thief, and Amnesiac together again. Granted, in the wrong order for me, but they are there, and that makes me a bit happier. Okay, all right. Well, I think that then better represents our joint list, and in a sense, it kind of. Yeah, anyway. Mm. Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit um, because I care so much about Radiohead. I love them so much, but at the same time, I don't love everything they've done. But I think in a sense, because a band says we're going to experiment and do our own thing, I'm not trying to please our audience, necessarily you're kind of allowed to dislike some of their stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they're going to, any band who's going to try different things and experiment and whatever you're going to have hits and misses. Yeah. And that's a good thing. I, I do admire bands who do that, even though obviously they, they do end up having stuff you don't actually like. But hopefully they they come out with stuff you do like as well. Like Radiohead have. I think they have both ends of the scale for me. Absolutely. And Ed O'Brien's solo album, which is absolutely brilliant, I think, it's called Earth. That gives me hope as well that whatever they produce next, and I really hope they do produce something fairly soon. I'm hoping this lockdown is encouraging them to actually pull some really good stuff out then that Edo Brown album gives me real hope that 
the next album will be another real cracker. Okay, so in our final chart, in ninth at the bottom is The King of Limbs. Yep, then eighth is their debut, Pablo Honey. Then seventh is Amnesiac. Sixth, Hail to the Thief. Fifth is Kid A. Fourth is A Moonshaped Pool. Third is In Rainbows. Second is The Bends. And top of the tree is OK Computer. There we go. So that's it. Slightly controversial. None of us agree with this list. (laughs) 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 But it is a a list that perhaps more represents what a more casual listener would say rather than a Radiohead fanatic. So in that sense, I think the list is interesting. It's not what I would have done. It's not quite what you would have done. But I think it's it therefore gives us something a little bit different. So if people listening to this agree or disagree, obviously most of them will disagree, then please do put comments on Twitter or Facebook or what's the other one? Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Yeah, I think most of them, well, bearing in mind we disagree. So yeah, I think everyone else will. I wouldn't expect um, <laughs> anything else from anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I kind of disagree, but I also quite like it. At the same time, if that makes sense. So anyway, let's stop there and then we will do our, we will reflect on this and do a little bit more after the break musical sting, which is about to happen. So that's the final list and we've now had a week to think about it. Are you happy with the list, John? Actually, I am, oddly, seeing as it's not entirely what I wanted, but I kind of quite like it. I quite like, I mean, there were two bones of contention, weren't there? There was about whether the Benz is actually better than OK Computer and then really how good Kid A is or not, depending on your point of view. They were the kind of, everything else we were kind of more or less could find some areas of agreement. So I kind of quite like how those two compromises have sort of settled out. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm more comfortable with the Benz being in second than Kid A being so high. You're still, even with a week to think about it and think about all those nasty things you said about it, are you still arguing that Kid A belongs close to the bottom? Yeah, I mean, I, I would... I think King of Limbs is is the bottom, and then I would have King A... Sorry, Kid A there, and they're the two weakest by far. Fair enough. I don't think... I mean, Kid A does at least have a couple of decent songs on, which I think is probably better than King of Limbs, but I, I would have it right down there. I'd, I don't believe the hype about Kid A. I think that's a fair challenge, though, because there is hype about Kid A, and there is a kind of a pressure on Radiohead fans, I guess, that the orthodoxy is that Kid A is this amazing, incredible thing. And it is overrated. I think that's fair. But I still think it's good. It's it's not particularly lovable, but it's still very good. And I listened the other day, I did that best of set list for you playlist. And I listened to Idiotech again, which was on that, of course. And it's, that's just such a good song. I mean, I, I was it came sort of in the middle of some other bits, some other albums, and I thought, wow, this is really good. So I kind of still maintain, yes, okay, I get your point, it is overrated and there is this kind of like received opinion you're supposed to think this about it, but it is there's some really good stuff on it at the same time. Yeah, but I mean, even when you were talking about it and you were trying to argue about it being above a certain album, you did end, always end up qualifying, well, actually, I like the other album more to actually listen yeah. to. And I think there's a bit of, I don't know whether it's like music press or whatever, I think there is a sort of pressure to like the album Whereas actually, if you could just say, well, actually, it's the band finding their feet again and moving on, and it's not that great, I, I that's fine. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure but people I don't... like it as much as they 
sort of the general consensus suggests that they do. Yeah, I, th- I think it's more that the band finding their feet again and moving on, I don't think is what it is. I think in a sense, Hail to the Feath could be that. But I think Kid A is actually a really interesting exploration with a lot of really good songs on it and some crap. And it comes out as this fairly cold album, which isn't particularly lovable, but is still very good and got some good stuff on. But yeah, I know every time I keep talking about it, I keep qualifying it and saying, but actually, I loved the moon-shaped pool at first and the adored in rainbows. And it always ended up being a, a much more emotional argument for the others and a much more kind of logical argument for Kid A, which I suppose is goes with the nature of the album. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally, I mean, I know I'm not the biggest Radiohead fan and probably and never will be, but, you know, I didn't find Kid A interesting. Are you more of a Radiohead fan now, having gone through this process? A little bit. I mean, some of some of some of the albums I just never heard before. I mean, anything beyond Hail to the Thief, I think, was the last album I bought and listened to. Anything beyond that, I'd not heard at all. If I, I mean, if I was going to pursue it, I would definitely be playing In Rainbows. Good choice. That's the one. They're talking um, post OK Computer here. I think to me, In Rainbows is definitely the way in for me if, if I was going to play anymore. I think. A Moonshaped Pool is all right, but I have listened to that a couple more times since in the last week, and it hasn't really grown on me. I've also listened to the alternative playlist for Hail to the Thief. Oh, yes. Yes, I forgot about that. What did you think? That was my other bit of homework. And, yeah, it it is definitely improved, which is weird, because they didn't... The way they... Obviously, the, not all the songs are on it. it. It is shorter, and that does improve it. And I'm yeah, not having a yeah. cheap. I'm not making a cheap joke there. It does. It does improve it. But they haven't made the right song choices, especially in leaving the gloaming on, which I think is by far the worst song on there. But it still is an improved album. Yeah, well, it's just a lot tighter because the original Hell to the Thief was. Which I really struggled to say that name, <laughs> but it's it was baggy. It was overlong, and it did feel a little bit sort of rushed. And therefore, I think the tightest playlist. I think just works a lot better. And even if the gloaming, if you're not that keen, it, okay, it's only one song in ten. Yeah, I think it comes from a time when um, bands didn't really have to consider a vinyl release. And I think there were quite a few bands who were releasing albums that were getting up for an hour long. And this is one of them. And they really, it's a shame that they're not forced to edit a bit more and just make them a bit shorter. There's definitely a good thing about vinyl. It's a great discipline that you've got to think of 45-ish minutes, slightly less, and you've got to think of two sides, and therefore you've got to think about how you balance them. I think that's a great discipline. And in a sense, a sense, I suppose, having CDs and now, of course, no real restriction is utter freedom, which you would think would be more creative, but quite often putting rules in place makes you more creative than having no rules, if you see what I mean. Well, maybe it's kind of forcing them to edit more does make them you know, get sort of up the game and get rid of some stuff that they might just leave in if, if you don't have any limitations. Yeah, definitely. You've, you've really got to make those hard choices. Yeah, but I do still think of albums as a vinyl album, even though I don't buy vinyl albums, or very, very, very rarely. You know, obviously I've started to listening to albums as a piece for this podcast a lot more, and I do find myself thinking, oh yeah, side one's much better than side two. Even though there's not even an actual CD here, it's all listening on Spotify. So mentally, I do still think of an album as a vinyl album with a first half or a first side and a second side. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, and I do still buy vinyl and listen to vinyl fairly often. 
fact, I just enjoyed the experience of it and I like the fact that it forces you to listen to a whole album. I mean, we're doing that now anyway, as you say, but that's for this, if we weren't doing this. Well, that's one of the reasons we're doing this, of course, is to actually make us listen to albums of bands that we want to listen to. To force us to do it. Again, putting rules in place, making us more creative. Yeah, and bands have started doing, especially like older bands, have started to do these shows where they play the whole album from beginning to end. And I've been to a few of those, and that's kind of one thing as well that's kind of helped inspire doing this for me. And actually, you end up hearing songs that you've possibly never even heard before live as well when you do that, and it does make you hear the album slightly differently. So having listened to Hail to the Thief differently, do you still think it belongs where it belongs in the list, and do you still argue that it's just the third part of that Kidea Amnesiac thing? Well, I'm not sure I'd, I'd move it much. Obviously, um, I would have had it above Kid A anyway, so really it's whether it would go above Moonshape Pool, and I'd probably just want to listen to them both a bit more to do that. But I think they're, I would think Hell to the Thief has moved up a little bit in terms of its standing, but probably not actually in terms of the actual chart thing. Right. Because okay. Because it's kind of at the top of that anyway. I do like A Wolf at the Door a lot more now. Oh, good. I love that song. And it's so nice just to have a song that isn't falsetto because I get very tired of Tom York's falsetto just being on almost every song increasingly. And that isn't. So that's brilliant. I love the fact that there's no falsetto on it. Yes. Yeah. No, it is very good, is that song. Yeah. So Hell to the Thief. I have I created a playlist because it's actually surprisingly not available on Spotify or not that findable. So I have created a playlist and I'll leave it there if anyone wants to give it a try and a listen. So they'll be on there with the Jeffrey lists. So the other thing I was going to mention was we we did mention I think Man of War the song oh yeah cracking song love it so I've been listening to that quite a lot um, and I think that's now my new favorite Radiohead song okay fair enough which is um prestige I'm sure the the boys will be happy with <laughs> they will yeah but uh a throwaway song from 1995 is the yeah. one that you uh like best will make their day Never made it onto any record. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was on the OK, Not OK. That was the only thing, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but that's that's not a proper release. Not a proper record, it? no, no. Although they nearly made it onto a James Bond film, you were saying, so that's something. Yeah, but they, they turned it down, didn't they? Yes, so. I suppose that isn't something, then, is it? <laughs> so reject from James Bond as well as a reject from their own albums. Everyone's rejected it. But um, I think we should stick it on our playlist as an extra track, because it is a cracker. Uh, well, we did that with Deus. We stuck on uh, Nothing Really Ends, didn't we? Because that was an extra track on their No More Loud Music compilation. So we do have some precedent here. So I think it could be legally argued yeah. that we stick on an extra non-album track if it's if it's good enough. I suppose we did that with Jeff Rotel as well, didn't we, with Life's a Long Song? Yes, there is actually precedent for actually st- having an extra having track Having always on. done it, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for generally breaking our own rules. So Yeah, yeah. Although we'll have to not do that at least once, otherwise breaking the rule will become the rule. I don't know. I was looking at them um, different quotes about rules, and the one I liked best was a, actually a Terry Pratchett one. The reason you break, oh, the reason why there are rules is so you think before you break them. The late Terry Pratchett was full of good quotes. Is you know make sure there's a reason for breaking the rules. Okay, well there is a reason in this case because it's a really really good song, and I'm going to tweet out the video of it the link to the video of it when we conclude this conversation okay i think the only other thing i was going to say is that obviously you mentioned it before you did a playlist for me a sort of best of which had 21 songs on and i did notice that there was not only no creep on it but there's no pablo honey at all on it yeah and i kind of did think that 
there's something about Pablo Honey, which is, I mean, it's not terrible or anything, but I think it just doesn't really fit, does it, with any of the other Radiohead stuff. It's not that it's so bad. I mean, it is a bit average, but it just doesn't fit with anything else. And I think that's why it kind of gets ignored a bit. And I think it's fair enough because they have, they've gone on to do better and different things. Yeah, I think if, when I did that playlist for you, I bunged on pretty much every Radiohead song and just started taking them off, the ones that I thought were less good. And I did leave on uh, Blowout and Lurgy. But then when I started listening to them, because I had something like, you asked me to do like a 10 or 12 song playlist. And I was up to, at that point, I was up to about 750 songs. So obviously I had to start weeding them out and being a bit more brutal. And I just, I just, these just aren't as good. So that in the end, everything from Pablo Honey had to go. But I agree with you, it doesn't fit. And had Radiohead just made Pablo Honey and then the Benz and then something else similar but not quite as good as the Benz, they would have just been like pretty much every other band around at that time. You know, Mega City 4 or I uh, can't think of any others now. Cooler Shaker or something. They would have just been around like any of the other bands at the time. Uh, there was nothing in Pablo Honey that made you think, my God, what's to come? Just what, a, what an explosion of amazing music was about to happen. It really doesn't fit. No, no, I agree. And I think that's the end of my, my notes for my homework there that you've given me. Well, thank you for taking the time to do it. It's very interesting to have heard your views on Hail to the Thief, and I'm glad that you preferred it with the better, tighter uh, list, and I'm glad that you've appreciated Radiohead a bit more, and uh, especially in Rainbows, which is just a brilliant album and definitely worth looking at the, what's it called, the In the Basement thing that they did where they recorded, where they, again, they didn't quite play it live, actually. They actually played most of it and then some other songs. So, for example, they didn't play Jigsaw Falling Into Place, which was a bit of a a blow for me, because that's probably my fave off the album. But still, it's worth watching. I might look that out. Let's conclude. Let's. And um, let's head off and start listening to the next group that we're going to do. Yes, I'm already on that. Mm -hmm. 